0: I think the big thing that I find for entrepreneurs now is don't overextend yourself. You already have a full-time job as an entrepreneur. Whatever you invest in from a container standpoint should get you something, right? Whether it's the network, the community, the tools, the strategies, getting you prepped for another revenue stream.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I have something for you. If you want to pretty much get the cliff notes of just about every podcast that Chris and I have done together, just about every quickie that I've ever done. If you want to know how our brains work and what has made us work and made us successful, Chris and I had released a course quite a few years ago. And this course did amazing. We charged almost a thousand dollars for it. So many people loved it. Thousands and thousands of people have gone through it. And we recently decided that we wanted to open that up to you and give it to you for free for being our listeners. So you guys, if you want to go and get that course, which I don't know how long we're going to give it away for free, you can go to becomealigned.com right now and it's yours. You can start it right now. You can listen to it in the morning. You can listen to it before you go to bed. It's not a big commitment. You can go there right now and find out all of the tools that we use, and you can actually turn it into a workshop if you want to do it. You can take it step by step, however you want to do it, so that you can literally go and start changing your life right now. It's at becomealigned.com. And now on to the show today, I just got done interviewing our incredible guest. And I'm so excited because this is a topic that has really plagued me, and that topic is money. And I used to be so afraid to look at numbers. I felt like I wasn't good with numbers. I was in a massive state of avoidance. And this woman coming into my life, who you will meet, Bridget Boucher, is somebody that has really opened up my mind in my business to making it fun. To having this be something that I actually look forward to, really knowing my numbers and getting excited about setting goals around them. She's an entrepreneur, a CFO, and now an author. So she just wrote the book called Money Queen. And you guys, it is out right now for you. It's a simple financial framework for successful entrepreneurs to run a profitable business while living a fuller life. And in this podcast, we talk So much about that and how she's changed my life with my business and how I look at business. And we're going to identify different patterns that you might have that are holding you back. We're going to talk about the money queen model that is made up of the four R's. You guys, this is going to be a game changer. And also, you're going to really learn about where your time and energy is best spent, along with. Really going after your lack mentality and really looking at where you still might have it and reframing that train of thought so you can live a massively abundant life. So, you guys, I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Bridget, welcome to the Earn Your Happy podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show again. Glad to be back. So you guys, if you did not know, if you've not tuned in in the last few years, Bridget has been a part of my team, a fractional part of my team, which is so exciting. I have absolutely loved working with you as a fractional CFO, part of a team with Amanda as well. And I can honestly say that I feel so much more empowered and excited around money. And I can't picture a better person for not only this conversation, but you also have an incredible book out. And the reason I'm so excited about it is because people now have the access to a lot of the tools that I have gotten through hiring you without, you know, everyone, without having to maybe spend what I spent, even though I love that I spent every cent of it. But for a lot of people on different parts of their journeys, you've now put your wisdom all in one spot, which is very exciting. Of course, we know the wisdom wells go much deeper than that. But I want to talk about this, Bridget, because you have been somebody who's been on a journey yourself. And I would love to know why you wrote this book. First, let's say what it's called, because I love it. But what is it called? Why did you write this book? Yes,
0: so the book is called Money Queen. And, you know, it speaks to me in so many different (laughs) ways. Yes, I'm glad it resonates as well. I mean, it tells you the books about money, It tells you how I want you to feel about money, like royalty, really empowered and educated. And Dawn is the day of financial empowerment. I mean, there's just so many entrepreneurs out there. And, you know, the reason that I wrote this book is really to be able to reach more people. I became an entrepreneur seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I was a corporate CFO prior to that. So I was used to managing money. I was way into spreadsheets, way into metrics and money, but it wasn't my money. I Mm. had resources. I had a team. So being a corporate CFO did very little to prepare me for entrepreneurship. So going on that journey myself and starting to serve entrepreneurs in this environment over the last several years has allowed me to identify some patterns, some areas of trip up some money stories and different areas that we might be able to look a little bit deeper because your money story is just going to get amplified when you start a business. So over the course of these last several years of working with so many different entrepreneurs and identifying these patterns, I thought, oh my gosh, I just need to get this into a a physical, tangible framework so that I can reach the people that either are scaling and are not ready to hire a fractional CFO yet. Or they're just looking to be able to build their baseline, right? So we all have a money baseline and the higher that it is, the quicker that you can rise from it. And mm-hmm. so my goal is to get this into your hands, give you something actionable, tangible, soulful, fun, to be able to help really determine how you can run a profitable business while living a fuller life, raise that baseline and just, you know, watch you soar from there. That's the most exciting part about business, in my opinion, is being able to build it in a way that helps us live a fuller life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. I feel that and have felt every single way about money that you can ever imagine. I've been scared of it. I have pushed it away. I have been desperate for it. Mm. I I have done all of the things for and with money. And my question first is, what do you feel is the difference between managing your own money and managing others? What would you say energetically for you was like the biggest shift?
0: Mm. You know, it's really comes down to the fact that you have more control over Mm. your own. And I want to use that phrase in an empowering way. Like, yes, I do have more control. If I'm a business owner, I can generate the revenue. I can manage the cash. I can surround myself with the right resources and tools and systems to be able to make my money work for me. You know, in the simplest form, when you work for somebody else, they keep the profits. When you work for you, you keep the profits and you get to determine what to do with them. And there's nothing more exciting about that if entrepreneurship is on your heart. So then taking the tools and getting the framework in place to be able to do that, I mean, it becomes limitless.
1: So I'm observing all of the different patterns and different phases of our past business and then in my current business. And I kind of keep seeing some of the same patterns come up. Even recently, it's kind of like the importance of really investing in the business and trying to figure out where to invest and being like, oh, okay, well, we really want to do that. But I think the cost is way too high or continuing to be like, maybe have a different expectation of what we think things cost. I think, especially as entrepreneurs, it's very easy to be like, wait, for that service, it costs this much. That's crazy. And then we end up like doing nothing or finding people who aren't very good and wasting a ton of money. What are some of the patterns that you have even seen within yourself around money? And then let's talk about some of those patterns that you're seeing in other people as well.
0: Yeah, that's a really great question. I think, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs who kind of get their their marketing dialed in, they're starting to generate the revenue. Mm-hmm. One pattern is it burns a hole in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And that's rooted deep, right? Like that didn't happen when you started your business. That was part of the language relationship, how you've treated money in the past. Mm-hmm. I call it your money selves, your past your present and your future money self, And I think what's important to realize about that is if you're generating it and you're spending it as fast as you're generating it, it's always gonna put you in a position that you're gonna to have to feel like you're starting over every month. Mm. Like there's not really reserves in there. So one of the patterns is spending it quickly. So for example, a lot of people listening might be entrepreneurs who do launches. Props to you, amazing way to create real inflow of cash and not have to sell every single month that's one model that works or a hybrid model. But if you go ahead and then hire a team of five and you're not sure how long that cash is going to last, that may put you in a position to feel that scarcity. And I call it a scarcity launch where you're like, oh, bank accounts dwindling. I've committed to this whole team. When do I need to launch again? And and, And, and really putting yourself into a position to say, I know that this launch is going to be successful. When the money comes in, I know how long it's going to last. I know what team I need in place for my future offers. It's really creating that visibility, that roadmap for yourself to understand that the decisions that you're making are long-term. I love a James Clear quote. I mean, I love all James Clear quotes. Mm-hmm. But he says, think long-term, act short-term. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about your money and your financials, that's that's another tip that I think applies here too. So yeah. that's one pattern is it's burning a hole in your pocket. The other pattern is I'm afraid to spend it. I've finally got this money, I'm going to hoard it. And yep. as a result of that, I may suffer as a business owner because I'm not in a position where I feel confident to invest in resources, even though I know I'm going to burn out. And so those are two ends of the the pendulum, if you will. And somewhere in the middle of that is peace. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's really about trying to determine what does my business need now? What do I need now to be able to accomplish my goals for, let's just say for the rest of the year, for the next upcoming year and starting to make your money and your financial strategy align with that you know, I had a conversation actually with Chris and we were talking about when your your offers change and you put yourself out there in different ways, your resources change as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your team may not look the same because what you're putting out there is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can automate, maybe you can delegate, maybe you can do some things in-house that you used to contract. And, you know, it's it's kind of fun to have the ability to make those decisions. But I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that can feel overwhelming. Yeah. So I would invite you to use your community, use your peers, use someone like me as a fractional CFO to bounce some ideas off of and ask questions because everything has an opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. Everything, minutes or money, right? So how you spend them, how you spend the dollars. I mean, all of those things, if you shift and kind of say, these are really just opportunities for me. And so how do I make the most aligned opportunity for the next best outcome based on the information I have?
1: So much of what we do as entrepreneurs is oftentimes a big upfront investment, and then a lot of times a monthly investment after that is typically how I found these payments in business to work. A lot of the things that we do, though, you're not going to see a result. Sometimes three to six months is kind of a time frame for a lot of different things to get set up to start working. Sometimes a year, sometimes two years. So, how have you helped entrepreneurs kind of? make those decisions, but also sit in that unknown. Have you seen a lot of people struggle in that like unknown and pull back and say, this wasn't working, mm-hmm. you know, go back to what they were doing. And I think that's a lot of why I see some people get stuck and why I've been stuck is you want mm-hmm. these immediate results mm-hmm. for things that aren't immediate.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, a, a couple things come to mind, you know, a business is not going to run without revenue and marketing is a big piece. So when I think of marketing is a great example there's branding, there's getting to know your voice. There's usually some upfront costs that, that don't quite convert or translate right away by design. They're trying things, they're testing things. And so how do you know that it's a good fit? How do you know when to try something else and when to pivot? And something like that, I would, you know, suggest, you know, give it that 90 days, get a strategy, get some success metrics in place. Anybody that you hire marketing or otherwise should be collaborative. What is going to make this feel like a really successful Investment and engagement for both of us, and how do we communicate quickly and often so that we can make sure that things are going in the right direction? Managing those expectations. Now, marketing is one that might take a little bit longer because of the nature of those strategies. But if you're doing, if you're hiring somebody else for admin or VA or a COO or an operations person, they might have quicker deliverables, and they they should, right? These are some things that might. Hey, I hired somebody that helped me, you know, streamline my onboarding process. You know, when you think about somebody investing in you, particularly at the CFO level, gosh, you want them to feel held right away because immediately when you invest in somebody, you're kind of like, okay, great. We got, we got them on board. Now I haven't heard from them for a week or two, or I don't feel like I know what the next step is. It was really important to me to bring on a person that could do that for me quickly, quicker, deliverable, quicker ROI, in my opinion, because I got my time back. Client experience was enhanced. Those are some of those examples. Investing in a container mastermind mentorship, those are some big ticket items. I think the big thing that I find for entrepreneurs now is don't overextend yourself. You already have a full-time job as an entrepreneur. Whatever you invest in from a container standpoint should get you something, right? Whether it's the network, the community, the tools, the strategies, getting you prepped for another revenue stream. And so if that's the room you need to be in, you need to be able to carve out enough space to show up. You need to have the capacity of time Mm -hmm. to be able to get in there and really figure out what you want from it. You know, I've been in plenty of containers and and, um, sometimes you don't know what you want until you get in. But I can tell you that when I've spread myself too thin and been in three different places, I feel like I can't do any of them well.
1: Right. So how does somebody who just listened to that and they're like, you know, you, you just said some really key things like create success metrics and Mm -hmm. set those expectations and ask about those expectations from the top, kind of like Mm -hmm. if when we were, you know, first working together, it's like, okay, Lori, what does success look like? And I name some things Mm -hmm. that maybe aren't possible yet. Or maybe I say that they are in too short of a timeframe, or maybe there's something that could be done that I didn't think could be done. How do you start setting these metrics and expectations when you don't even know where to start? With certain mm-hmm. teams, like you're like, I have no clue. I've never mm-hmm. worked with people. Mm-hmm. How do we start and have this conversation of what success looks like for? Let's just use examples that people might have on here, like a social media team, an email mm-hmm. team, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. They come up a lot with the clients that I work with. I, You know, if you're hiring somebody, they should be your guide, mm. and having those conversations and being very transparent about, you know, this is what I ultimately want to accomplish. How do you fit into that goal? What can I expect? Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of deliverables-based contracts versus hourly. I think that it's very, especially, you know, let's use your social media example. Mm -hmm. I know that my deliverables are, they're going to post three times a week. They're going to do my newsletter. They're going to create reels for me. They're going to then repurpose them into my stories. Like there's very clear deliverables as to what they're going to do, how long it takes them. It doesn't matter to me as long as we meet our goals
1: hey y'all if you didn't know earn your happy is now a part of the growth day podcast network this is so exciting to me because i have been looking for a really good home for the show for I can't even tell you years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows. And I want to share them with you. One of the shows is motivation with Brendan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brendan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show, not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out, go subscribe to motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I promise you, this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes
2: your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brendan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed.
0: Hourly can really become an open checkbook. And I think a lot of businesses, including, you know, my industry of professional services have moved to retainer. And that's just because things come up, right? And so you get a clear budget, they get a clear deliverables. There's really no question as to if the deliverables were met. It then becomes quality, right? That can be discretionary. Did it sound, you know, were there typos? Was it, you know, in my voice? And did I feel like this is a good fit? Just, you know, are we communicating? You know, I think one of the first questions I asked you when we started talking about working together, I was like, how do you want to be communicated to? You've got a lot going on. Are you a text person? Are you an email person? And it's just really important that as we are hired to support somebody, that we support them in the way that they learn best, that they communicate best, that will set it up for success before the deliverables even start. hmm
1: mm-hmm. I loved that, by the way. It was just like, okay, I communicate best with Lauren.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We all do. She's great.
1: (laughs) Amazing chief of staff, but really like (laughs) even that was interesting because questions like that have you really start thinking like, do you need a point person? What is the best structure? So that's one other thing I want to point out before we really jump into the money queen model, because it's so cool that you have this, but you from the beginning take almost a very holistic approach and You asked me questions that I have been using throughout my entire business of really getting me clear, like helping to get the person clear on what is their zone of genius, where is your energy best spent, where are you not like going to be the bottleneck? So can you chat a little bit about that and how you bring people through that process of knowing where their time and energy is best spent and where they are clogging up their business?
0: Yeah, it's a place where most financial strategies don't start. And I think that's a big mistake. Working with business owners, we've all made a lot of sacrifices to do what we do. Personal sacrifices, we take the risk on, we put ourselves out there. You know, there's already enough discomfort with that. How about we start from the root of it and say, what do I actually enjoy doing? What am I good at? What do I want my life and my week to look like? Mm -hmm. Because if you understand what you are trying to create, then your business can be structured to, around that. Now there's seasons of business. So I know there's some of you out there going like, that would be great, but I'm still trying to figure out my idea and monetize it. That might not be the season that you're in right now, but trust me, the first time you get to be selective about a client, if it's the right energy or not, and you you feel like you can actually say no, because it doesn't feel like the right fit, you'll know that you have arrived to this point where you get a little bit more autonomy in it. You start to be able to make decisions differently. So I think that's really important, you know, as far as being a business owner in the different seasons that you're in, starting with the life. So the the personal story behind that, because we all have one, right? And I think there's a lot of people out there that might either resonate with my story or maybe are in it. You know, I, I grew up in corporate, So, I mean, I spent 15 to 17 years climbing that corporate ladder Uh and chasing this dream and this life that I thought I wanted. And I did during that time. Like, no shame. I did. I loved it. I was corporate CFO by 30. I rang that fucking bell. I was like, yes, girl, we did this. And it was great for a while. And then it wasn't anymore. And it was up to me to take the the ownership and the responsibility to change what I was chasing. And for me, that was the, the lifestyle that I felt was passing me by. So when you start with getting really clear about what you want, that's when you can start to make decisions in your business to support that.
1: I love that. And and it's a lot of times it's the last, it's kind of the last thing we look at because we, it almost feels in a weird way, like selfish or like, wait, the business needs all of these different things. I don't have the right yet to do that. And yes, I get it. There's a lot of things that even right now where I'm at, I absolutely am not out of the things I don't I don't love yet, because I am not in a place to hire for every single thing. But I do try my best to make sure that on the things that I really can shift that more of my energy is spent there and that I'm delegating as much as possible in other spaces, because otherwise, it's like I'm too exhausted to even make the impact that I know was the whole reason in the place that I can like really feel strongly and move the business forward in the first place. Mm -hmm. I think that happens to a lot of people is like Mm. your business starts going backwards because where you make the most impact that only you can make you've stopped being in it or having the energy for it and then you think you just suck all around it's like mm-hmm. no you don't suck and you haven't lost your magic you just haven't been in it enough so it's such a good mm-hmm. reminder i feel like you're such a good like reminder to shine light on that over and over to keep going okay let's really look at this like What's new? What's different? What's changed for you? How's this feeling? What is this looking like? And that's a whole different conversation than I had ever been used to having before. And now it's kind of like that guiding light for me. So let's talk about the money queen model. So it's made up of the four R's. What are those?
0: Mm, yes. Okay. So we'll talk about them briefly, each one of them. But I think it was based on this conversation, we are just so set up for this because it is just timely and timeless. Mm. So the first R is a rainbow. And I included this one up front because it is most important. And here's why the rainbow represents your fuller life.
1: Mm. And
0: it's exactly what Lori and I were just talking about.
1: Mm. And the
0: reason I chose rainbow is no two people see the same rainbow. Interesting. And so, what I want to remind you of is if the rainbow represents your fuller life, it's not going to be found on social media. It's not going to be found when someone says, you've got to reach this next revenue goal or you've got to do this launch and have this milestone and this metric, because absolutely no revenue goal. Is worth your piece. So if you start to get clear and say, you know, maybe I want to travel a little bit more, maybe I have kids at home, maybe my lifestyle, you know, working out or having a a midday walk is really important to me. Then I want you to look at your supporting offers to say, does that allow me to do that? Am I am I booking myself with calls all the time? You know, Laura, you just mentioned, you know, when the energy is taken away by doing some of these tasks that you're bootstrapping in the beginning of the business and you don't get to shine as bright in the areas that only you can do. That's that becoming super ninja with your calendar right so identifying what you're actually going for which I call your rainbow your fuller life is the great place to start and I give some tools and exercises of exactly how I do that different core values feel my best kind of lists that you can incorporate and sprinkle into your calendar all week so that's the first one is the rainbow it's got to start there and it's not going to stay the same throughout your life we all evolve thankfully right what matters to us now might not have been what mattered to us three years ago or even will next week, next month. So mm-hmm. constantly checking in with yourself. So that's the first R is the rainbow. The second R is revenue. And this is so key, right? No businesses are gonna run without revenue, at least in the, you know for the long-term. And so I have to put it in here because I have so many conversations with entrepreneurs and I always, on our CFO monthly calls, we're going through numbers, what are your revenue generating initiatives? Whose calendar is it on? How are we measuring it? Let's reverse engineer the strategy. Mm
1: -hmm. What does
0: that revenue goal mean to you? How are you going to accomplish it? It's one of those things that has to be constant. Whenever we onboard a client, we say, okay, we're going to go through this. And we're just going to ask that you do two things throughout this onboarding process. One, don't make any large investments unless we've already talked about them because we're building you a money map and we need to know what's happening on the outflow side. Number two, do not take your foot off the gas. Hmm. revenue generation, always when in doubt, generate revenue, whether that's indirectly or directly, or you have somebody else doing it. Those are the kinds of key things that it's like your business is like a vehicle and your cash is the fuel in the tank, right? You just can't get that far without it. So that's the second one. The third one is resources. Profitability is just the efficiency of your resources. Mm -hmm. So you can sell all day long, right? But it's not what you sell it for. It's what you get to keep. So the resources that we focus on are four of them. It's time, it's energy, it's money, and it's people. Mm. So optimizing those four resources, and I give you exercises to be able to do that in the book, will help you increase your profitability. There's pricing strategies in there for money. There's cash flow quickie, which I call just to get a little little bit of a thumb on your cash flow for the month. And there's hiring tips of investing in people and how I go about it, like I like to try before I buy. Can we, you know, do a project together? Can we do a collaboration of some sort and kind of see how it feels? From the time standpoint, I do a calendar review. Got to get super ninja with your calendar. What felt good? I I go do a look back, 30 days, sometimes quarterly. And I write down literally from my calendar, I draw a line down the center of the page. And one says energy plus and one says energy minus. And for everything that's been in my calendar for the last month, I write it in one of the columns. This gave me energy. Do more of that. This felt really good. This is aligned with my personal core values. This actually does make me feel like I'm living a fuller life. And then the things on the energy minus no shame. They happen. They are part of my journey. They just don't need to be repeated. Maybe it was something that took a little bit more time and energy. Maybe it wasn't aligned ultimately. And there's something I could do to maybe pre-qualify that phone call or that coffee date, or maybe that didn't need to be in person or, you know, maybe I was people pleasing. God forbid, right? We do that, Lori. (laughs) Maybe I was people-pleasing and maybe that's something I don't want to do in the future. So there's a ton of exercises and resources that accompany the book to set you up for success. Mm -hmm. So the fourth R is the rituals. Change your rituals, y'all. You change your results. And I don't want you to have to guess anymore from a financial standpoint the hell am I supposed to be looking at every month? When do I look at this? How do I do this? Give me a guide. So many of us are just really forever students. If you have the framework, you can follow it. Mm -hmm. and I like to make it a little bit more fun you know I call it a monthly money date and how do you set the stage light a candle play some music pour a beverage of your choice make it a relationship type thing because your relationship with money deserves your attention just like any relationship in your life yeah so the rituals are really the most important actionable item and that's why it's the fourth R
1: I love that because it doesn't I will tell you it doesn't grow if you're not looking at it and paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of parts of my life where money just, it freaked me out to look at it, freaked me out to talk about it. And I felt very disempowered around it because I just had this story in my head. I know, you know, my story of like, I never graduated from high school. I'm terrible with numbers. So I just, I went to the extreme other side where I'm like, someone else take it you know, someone else who's better at it, someone who's smart, they need to manage it. And yes, I still do that because it's not my zone of genius. But like, even as we're moving forward, I actually now, which I can't believe I'm saying this, can't wait to have regular meetings to check on all of the money and like, see what we want to do with it. So I'm very excited, which feels really good. So if you're listening Mm -hmm. and you feel that way, or you're afraid, you know, and it might feel that way in the beginning. In fact, if you already feel that way, it's probably going to feel that way. But then there is a beautiful thing that happens that you start to slowly understand. And you also get to when you understand, you can see where your best abilities fit. And that's Mm -hmm. the exciting place. I think when that marriage happens of like, oh, I get it. And now I see the impact that I can make. And also like, the impact of what my team can make. And it just all of a sudden comes together as this whole machine that you know, you had it, but you didn't quite understand how it all worked under the hood. So Mm -hmm. it's really exciting. I find it very exciting. I know people listening are going to find it exciting. Tell me a little bit about just pulling the emotion out of the four R's, because I think as women, and I know you've worked with a lot of women throughout, I'm sure corporate, but I'm sure that was also a lot of men, but then getting into this entrepreneur journey, I know you've worked with a lot of women. How have you been able to have the conversation around not feeling bad about money and making them excited about it and talking about it. What does that look like?
0: Yeah, you know, there's just slight shifts. If you're listening to that and be like, oh, that's me, you are just a shift away from creating a different belief and mindset around your money. So a lot of times for women, particularly, you know, a lot of work with a lot who have families or who have either had somebody else manage their money, maybe a significant other, that has happened or been through a divorce, you know, and it's just a new season for them. And we really talk about it from, this is actually a tool that represents potential and possibility. Like you get to change generational patterns in your family. People are watching you, whether it is a sibling, a child, how can you take this money and do good in the world with it?
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: that's exactly what it is. Money is like tofu and takes on the recipe of the dish that it's in and yeah. so it just takes on your flavor.
1: Mm.
0: So how do you get to take that money and amplify it with whatever feels right to you whether you are building long-term financial wealth you want to invest in you know stocks or real estate you want to help you want to do you know charitable contributions or philanthropy it's like money goes way further than time right? So if these are things that are on your heart then how can we translate and shift those conversations to be able to say, with money, I can do more. With money, I can help more. With money, I can be more. And really looking at it from that standpoint, and there's no shame. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, make money, make memories, make no apologies for either one of them. It is our birthright. We are worthy. And so making those shifts and showing the power and the impact that you can have with money versus what you can do without it, is really where we start to make those shifts. It goes from that, like you had mentioned, like avoidance to abundance.
1: That's good. Definitely went on that journey. Okay, so for you, here's a juicy one. That's great. We can say all that. I know that you feel it, but I know it's because that you've been through some stuff with it. Well, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm making this assumption because I feel like that's what the dark journey of getting from mm-hmm. avoidance to abundance mm-hmm. looks like. Tell us about when women read the book, they're ready to be loud and proud out there, mm-hmm. and their family says you're money hungry or their best friend or someone online or in the comments says, don't work with her. I had a bad experience or she's money hungry, whatever it is like Mm -hmm. it's coming. And I don't want to scare people, but also Mm -hmm. you might as well know what to expect because it's normal. And I actually think if it doesn't happen, you're probably not out there enough. So Mm -hmm. what happens when that happens? Cause that's a tough one. It feels like a gut punch and it throws you back for a while.
0: It absolutely does. And to Lori's point, it will. It will come up. You have outgrown a former version of yourself, and that can make people feel uncomfortable, particularly people that are close to you. Some of them are vocal. Some of them are not. Some of them are cheering you on silently, and some of them are maybe ridiculing you verbally, right? <laughs> like, so getting to that point, you know, that shift, I think is it's really important that you've got a community around you that speaks differently about money, that mm-hmm. does support you. Because- doing this alone is a very hard journey. I did entrepreneurship solo for about four years before I joined my first mastermind, my first container. And I really didn't realize there were people out there like me that were going through this. And so one is having a community, but the other thing, you know, I had a business owner, a seven figure business owner, female business owner who went through a divorce, was told she didn't wasn't good with her numbers up until that point. We have seen amazing transformation from her over the last couple of years, but here's a comment that came up. And I think some of you will resonate with this as particularly if you have family or even parents who mean, well, they're just not entrepreneurs. My parent, you know, my mom wasn't an entrepreneur and I, she still thinks they have to put in a PTO request or something, but this particular business owner, we were in a session with her and she said, you know, I've been traveling a lot. I've built my business over these last several years, and I've been taking some time and enjoying myself. And, and I have been made to feel guilty. My mom actually said, don't forget, you know, so and so you have a job. And I said, and your response should be, I don't have a job. I have businesses. Mm. And that's a shift on itself because you are building the business to be able to live the life that you want. You're building that machine to be able to do that. And so I am not suggesting that you get into a brawl out with any of your family. I'm just suggesting that you get secure enough in your mission that you're surrounded with the right people that can lift you up when others are trying to pull you down and that you continue to move forward. Because there are times we're going to hit a speed bump that's going to feel like a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And it can depend on the day, it can depend on the week, the time of the month, it can, anything, right, can contribute to this. And some days it's going to hit you so hard. And you just have to know that when that happens, you need to have the tools and the support in place to be able to lift yourself out of it because the world needs you. You've yeah. got a gift. You were called to this for a reason. And so when that happens, not if, use the tools that you can get yourself back into the game faster, mm-hmm. And don't shame yourself in the process. Like, I can't tell you how many times, Laura, I've been like, don't I have tools
1: for this? Like, what the hell? <laughs> what happened to all that personal development? Don't I feel like, forget, I'm like <laughs> you will momentarily have amnesia and you might revert back to like a temper tantrum or saying something mean or lashing out, but it will come back to you and it will get a little bit better. Yep.
0: It's, it's all about going through it, you know, like with everything, it gets easier over time. You know, yeah. I'm doing a lot of firsts this year. You're doing some firsts this year. Mm-hmm. And, and when that happens, that's the time where you go, gosh, soon this first will become a second yeah, and maybe a third, and it will always feel better. And then there'll be a new first because that's just how we're wired. High achieving entrepreneurs, we love to be able to create and stretch ourselves and and it feels scary and we're like well this feels familiar but last time I made it through sometimes I forget
1: where are my people let me come phone a friend and remind myself who the fuck I am right yeah really (laughs) is phone a friend time that's what I do or voice note you guys it's in real time that's what it looks like I'm like I'm freaking out I just have to share I just need to process this Sometimes I can process alone by voice noting them. Sometimes I need to get on the phone. Sometimes I need 10 of them. So, you know, sometimes
0: you you talk yourself through it. Do you ever leave a voice note? And by the end, you're like, and I think I just answered
1: my own question. Thanks for listening. Bye. Totally. I'm like, and thank you. You don't have to comment back, but thanks for the recorded therapy. So there we go. Okay. So you and I have kind of been on a a timeline for a while. I'm trying to think of the first time that I met you. Was that like four years ago now? Yeah. 2019. We've been through a bit of ups and downs in the economy. There's been a lot of things that that have happened since 2019. And we've also been in a room with a lot of entrepreneurs. And there's been stories throughout the years of people that say about the economy or the time that we're living in, you know, even through the pandemic, all of the things, every year... There's going to be a million reasons why people say it's a bad year to start a business. It's a bad year to raise money. I was told that when I started raising money, I was told I would never, ever fill that fund. And I did. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is the difference and how, between those people who continue to keep getting more and more successful on downtimes? What is that mindset? And what do we do when everyone around us, even our families say, you know, it's time to pull back. It's mm-hmm. time to start saving. You need to worry about what your business is doing. And And that story starts, whatever story we believe is going to reflect. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the nimbleness factor Mm -hmm. of entrepreneurs. So in a new environment, in a new economy, it just creates different problems, right? And you just need different solutions. So what new demands are out there,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: What new demands have been created by this situation? And what skill sets do I either have or do I need? Mm -hmm. Or who do I need on my team to help solve those? And the pandemic was a great example of so many different things. I mean, I'm not a personal finance coach, but I pivoted and went right into PPP loans. How can I educate people? How can I help people? What does this actually mean for our business? How can we create revenue streams? I webinared my ass off. And yep. many of us did during that time. We had the support of each other to be able to say, okay, people are scared. How can we not really minimize everything that's going on around us, but maximize what's happening within us Mm -hmm. so that we can be strong and we can help others in this time of transition. So many people started businesses. Some people went back to full-time jobs. Some people were like, this is the greatest gift ever. And I think for us, it was really the most important thing was to be able to say, I still have a purpose here. It may not look the same. I may be able to repackage it and put it into a different Mm -hmm. gift for other people, a different offer or a solution. And I can't unsee what I've already seen as an entrepreneur. For me, I never really have considered going back to corporate. That was a season of my life that I'm grateful for, but it's enough of a motivation for me to want to stay out here, creating, doing, sharing, teaching And there's just always more to learn. There's always more to share. So paying attention to your environment around you and basically saying, what can I do in my business now during this season? Because there are a lot of people that are not entrepreneurs and that's by design. It's not for everybody. Right. And just because I have people that in my life that are corporate jobs and that's where they feel comfortable, I don't judge them for that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to judge me for doing what I do either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it may be a little bit of a cleanse, right? Maybe people don't get some of don't get your ear sometimes, right? If you can help it. But it's like Lori said, there's always going to be somebody that's going to create a little friction in your life, and it's just up to you to be able to say, how do I wiggle loose from that, or at least create a space for me to be able to come out of it sooner.
1: Mm-hmm. In entrepreneur, you have to learn how to pivot quickly. And not be attached and not worry about what people think, because especially if you're pivoting quickly, it's like people are like, wait, you're doing this now. And they can say all of the things, but the people who need you will find you if you're out there enough. I think that's definitely one of the important things about talking about this is like being the willingness to pivot and be out there and be loud and proud with your beliefs and what you're doing in your business
0: hmm
1: Yeah. It's
0: somebody's out there going like, I've kind of feel like I'm in that stuck mode. I'm not really sure what's next. And I would invite you to just really sit with this and listen to kind of our shared stories of the evolution of entrepreneurship that both of us have had and the experience that we're doing. And we're going through it too. Mm-hmm. So it's not to sit here and say that there's not a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I create for myself? <laughs> right? Like I always say this, like give yourself permission. If you get it right the first time, did you really get it right? Interesting.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. If if you got it right the first time, you might find yourself wanting to do something else quickly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) We just love you. It's falling in love with the challenge. I love that. And money Mm -hmm. is a beautiful... It's like a beautiful puzzle that will, it will be such an awesome modality of growing you. I just, I think diving into it and really allowing yourself to lean in and say, okay, I'm I'm freaked out, but I'm getting the tools and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read this book and I'm gonna go and see what else Bridget is up to. I think that is one of the most empowering things you can do is just like slowly start looking at it. So Bridget, where can we get your book from?
0: So it's available on Amazon, September 12th
1: just Amazon money queen, you guys, you can go read the book and be a self-anointed money queen after because you're going to immediately be able to confront or notice something different. What's something you haven't told us that you, you want to leave us with?
0: You know, I think right now, the biggest thing is, is we're all in it. And it's so easy to look out there and see people that are further along in certain areas of their life. And just to remind yourself that nobody's immune. Mm -hmm. to self-doubt or, you know, moments that we might feel like we're not on the right track, we're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And just giving yourself permission to be like, damn, I'm doing plenty. It is said over and over and over that we look back and say, I once wished I had what I have right now. And that's true. But do we really put it into practice? I know I don't as much. So if there's anything just to give yourself permission to celebrate where you are right now, And just give yourself grace because there's a lot more coming. Our lives are getting more and more exciting by the moment because we're creating it. Mm. And that's, that's all right. One of my favorite mantras is I am the source. I create the life I desire.
1: Mm. I love that. Well, I'm so grateful for you. You guys definitely head on over to Amazon and grab this book. What I was telling Bridget is I'm so excited because it's like one of those perfect size reads. It's like a shorter read, listen on a, or you can read it on a, on a flight. You can probably read it in a couple of days, literally perfect, has all of the nuggets in there, doesn't have all of the fluff. It's amazing. Like you're literally going to be able to have tangible, actionable tools that you're going to use after this. And it's all of the things that I have been able to learn from Bridget and implement and integrate so that I am not afraid and that I feel I'm in a really powerful place and position to create this business and all my businesses moving forward. So you guys go and check that out. It's Money Queen by Bridget Boucher. And Bridget, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for just coming into my life and for making such an impact and I'm so excited for the future and all of the people that you will get to impact as well so you guys one of the biggest gifts that we can do is of course go and buy the book but also let her know what your biggest takeaway was on social media from this you can just do a little screenshot of this podcast give her a tag and tell her what your biggest takeaway was maybe you were saying yes out loud through the whole thing or oh my god that's me if so let us know because we want to know who you are and until next time everyone earn your happy we'll see you next week